what's up? It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy, Uncle Salem, a.k.a. Paul Canellis. Now, some of you might know me as the singer of Lords of October, which is my current band. And I've had a bunch of other bands over the years. Um, most notably, of course, is Free Will. I say, of course, to me, most notably to me is Free Will because that band lasted for decades and it's, you know, where I basically started. Well, sort of, because my first band was a rap group that used to battle in bathrooms. And this is a true story. And that band was called The Deaf Honkies. And we didn't name ourselves. Thank you very much. Uh, we started off as just a little group that um, we sort of made rhymes up in the uh, lunchroom. And then we'd get together and we'd battle people in the bathroom. I'd go home at night and write bars, write just tons of lyrics for the next day. And we'd work them out in the lunchroom and battle other rap groups or other rappers in the bathroom. And it was it was really fun. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was really fun and we got to be pretty good at it after a shaky start. <laughs> pretty soon we were, <laughs> we were actually in the talent show. <laughs> and we were doing a rap version of... <laughs> Uh, I almost hate to say this, but we were doing a rap version of You've Lost That Love and Feeling, <laughs> which was the very first song that we ever did, if you want to call it that. <laughs> but we wrote a bunch of our own songs. Anyways, I digress. So what I thought might be fun is uh, to ask if anyone had any questions about music for me. I mean, it could just be anything musically related, but... If there were questions about any of my bands, including the Mighty Dashner, which was a punk group, or Haddonfield, which was a very short-lived horror music group, or any any bands that I've been in, or just in general about music or my music or songwriting or anything related to music, I think you get the idea. So I presented the question online, but... I did that kind of late after I had already messaged a bunch of my friends that I thought might be interested in, in giving me a question for this, and uh, and they, they all mostly did. Friends and family mostly sent me some questions, and anyone that got the message late or contributed late, I think I'll probably do a part two of this because I already can see that it's going to be really fun just based on the questions that, that I was given. So yeah, I'm going to run down some of these, and what I did was I sort of just put them all randomly in a you know in a folder so I just open them up and read them off I didn't pay too much attention to the questions as they came in that way I couldn't I'd have to think of the answer right there on the spot and you know that way I could do a lot of um um as I think about them before I answer on the podcast wow really really well thought out there <laughs> so the first question is Okay, what is your favorite song? Now, I mean, that is a loaded question, right? Like, can you name your favorite song? Maybe you can. Um, of course, it changes for me. But I do usually come back to three or four that I think I place higher, you know, to me. Not, not saying these are the greatest songs ever written. Well, I think they're pretty damn good. But usually, the first songs I think of are Let It Be by the Beatles, uh, Purple Rain 
by Prince, and The Rain Song by Led Zeppelin. And when I really think about it, I think that it might be The Rain Song by Led Zeppelin because it, it means a lot to me. It, it holds something special for me. Um, and I've been listening to it since I was a kid, and and even as a as a young man, the song had a lot of meaning to me. So I'll go with that one today, but you know it it can change day to day. But my favorite song of all time, because like today my favorite song would be, I don't know, something completely different. Uh, you know, like Marquee Moon or something by Television. But of all time, it's probably the Rain Song by Led Zeppelin. So yeah, cool question, and not too super duper hard, so I appreciate that. Alright, what's next? Mmm, this one's pretty tough. What is your favorite moment on stage? (laughs) Man, well. Okay, I have a lot of favorite moments. And there's a few that I jumped to right away. Uh, With Lords of October, we played um, Joe Bob's Jamboree this past summer. That was great, because there's just playing out in front of the mountains in Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania. And, uh, it was at a drive-in. So there's just like hundreds of cars and everybody's sitting on their car watching. And some people are dancing off to the side in the field. And it was just really fun and cool. Cause they were all horror fans. And that's kind of what we do. Lords of October. We're kind of a horror band. And one fun thing that I do is try to make the lyrics fit our theme, but still be meaningful to me. So that's a fun challenge. But yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, we played quite a few really cool shows so far. Uh, opening for Green Jelly was really fun. And I think we kicked some ass on that, if I do say so myself. Um, in Free Will, we had a really great show where we opened for the guitar player from Mushroom Head. And uh, man, that was that place was hopping. And... Uh, I got the whole bar to say happy birthday to my sister because it was her birthday. So everybody said, well, I won't call it a bar. It's a club. It's the machine shop. So it was hundreds of people going, happy birthday, kid. So I'm sure she loved that. (laughs) That's a favorite moment. Um, I've had favorite moments at smaller places, too, that didn't stand out just because of the, uh, the, you know, the size or the, the bigness of the moment or whatever you want to call it. But I think my favorite moment on stage so far was, and I could be wrong, you know, I've literally, honestly played a thousand shows, more, more than a thousand. But one that comes to mind, let's call it my tentative favorite for the moment, is uh, from from this tiny little punk rock bar in Indiana uh, called the Melody Inn. And it's just like this frozen in time super cool atmosphere where they actually pay attention to the bands and when the band starts playing everybody goes to the front and just gets right into it but there's a couple moments so one i'm on stage and we're doing um you can't stop rock and roll by twisted sister and there's this group of guys over on the side that just right away like oh they're recognizing that like hell yeah and they're all super into it and they're screaming it back to me you know I'm taking the mic off and having them sing the chorus. That was super fun. And then um, 
Well, I've had that happen a few times. Like in Free Will, we used to do that with War Pigs. Kind of a call and answer where the crowd sings the song back to you. And that is always just so rewarding and cool. But at this show, we are playing our song, which is, I'm not going to say it's a hit because, you know, it is what it is. But it's kind of a locally known song. And it's called uh, Autumn Fire. And by the end of that song, tons of people in the crowd were singing it back to us. And I thought that was magnificent. Because, you know, most of them never heard it before. That was a pretty cool moment, just to look out. That whole night was really cool and, and kind of special in Indiana. Okay, go to the next one. What is your favorite cereal? Okay, so this is not musically related, and it's a pretty easy answer, and it's Cocoa Puffs. It just makes me feel like I did when I was a kid. Plop down on a Saturday morning, getting ready to watch some cartoons, you know, and it sends you back there. I love cereal. <laughs> I love cereal. But Cocoa Puffs, yeah, that would be my favorite one. Okay, um... This is a great question. This is actually a question for my oldest son, Jason. I told him that I thought this was a super underrated question and more people should ask that about musicians that have been performing for a long time. He said, what keeps your fire lit? And I thought that was a great question because it can be any number of things, right? From a a day-to-day perspective. But creatively, I think... What keeps me going is, it's kind of a cliche to say you just do it no matter what, even if there was no crowd, even if you didn't, you know, have any higher ambitions, you would just still be playing music because it's something that's in you, something that's deep inside you. There's a Mat the Hoople song, it's called The Ballad of Mat the Hoople, and this has been on my mind for a lot of years now. There's a line that says, I wish I'd never wanted what I want now twice as much. And that really sums it up. And the song that I listen to before, or I try to listen to before Lords of October shows, is Stay Hungry by Twisted Sister. And listening to the lyrics of that. If you're tired and overrated, let me show you to the door. You know, you gotta hang in there, stay hungry. So I guess from that perspective... The idea of having more moments, like the ones that we had on stage before, you know, the ones at Melody Inn, you know, or playing these bigger festivals or, you know, anytime you've had a connection with the audience, no matter how big or how small, that kind of keeps you going. Um, But really, it's just that that endless chase of uh, creativity. And then the creativity that goes into recording, writing an album, performing it, and the creativity that goes into going on onto the stage and you know recreating what what you've done, what you've what you've made. So those things, um, that's what keeps keeps me going. And I quit playing music for a few years, and I started writing books, which was great. But it wasn't as fulfilling as the immediacy that you get from a crowd or just the immediacy that you get from standing up there making music 
with your friends, which is really what we're doing. You know, the camaraderie and the, the creativity of that. It, it makes you want more. And if you get it enough to where it feels rewarding, it's going to always make you want more. So that's a, that's a great question anyways. I love that question. So thank you for that question, Jason. Um, what is, in your opinion, the best song you've ever written? <laughs> well, this isn't going to matter a lot to people that don't know any of my songs. But so I'll try to keep it kind of short and sweet. But there's a few. Um, one is the song that we just finished writing and recording. We've been playing it out over the last few months. It's going on our new album, Cryptozoology, which will be coming out sometime in 2022. And the song is called Proof. And it's a song about Bigfoot. And it's not tonally, it's a different uh, kind of song than you would think of if you were just like, oh, it's a song about Bigfoot. I think there's a little bit of anthrax in there, and it's just sonically, it's really uh, dynamic. And I, I really like it a lot. Lyrically, I like that it tells a story, and it's not just, oh, you can't find Bigfoot or whatever. It tells a story about maybe you don't want to find Bigfoot. <laughs> and the, the chorus goes, you shouldn't have come, but you wanted proof. There you go. Now you know it's true. <laughs> um, as a kid, a teenager, I wrote a song with my uncle. I wrote a bunch of songs with him, but my favorite one from that batch of songs was called Let It Shine. Just this really, really uplifting little uh, ballad, acoustic and vocal. And then in Free Will, I think my favorite is actually there's a video for this one that you can watch. And it's called Angel's Other Song. So if you're curious about that, it's Free Will, Angel's Other Song. I think that's probably my favorite of the Free Will batch. Although there's so many that I love. But yeah, I think that's where we're at. I think it's proof at this moment in time. That's my favorite song that I've been a part of writing. But there's so many. Who, who can say? I might just pull that one out of my butt because it's the one that's closest you know, that just happened. Okay. Besides the Beatles, who is your all-time favorite band? Hmm. Well, that kind of gives me an out because you said band, so I can take out all the solo artists as a bit of a cheat. And I'm going to have to base it on an overall career. So Kiss comes into play, um, the Ramones, the Clash, uh, Twisted Sister, uh, the Who, Queen, but I think I'd have to say Van Halen, which might surprise some people, but I just love Van Halen. I love their entire catalog. But especially the Roth albums, including the new one, which I think, I'm just going to say it, I think it might be their best album from top to bottom. Different kind of truth. And I call it the new one, but it's nine years old now. 
Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. So I think it's probably Van Halen, but there's a million other bands in there. All different kinds, you know. Punk, pop, metal. I don't care. I love it all. Okay, here's one. <laughs> How many guitars can you fit up your ass? Um, that's not a great question, but I'm going to answer it. I don't know because I haven't tried and I don't want to try. But that's uh, that's pretty funny. Thank you very much. So, hmm. Here's the next one. Who influenced you the most visually? That's another great question. And, um, well, I started out being almost completely influenced by Jim Morrison. That was like my biggest influence going in musically. And visually and as the second part of the question, sonically. But I'll get to that. Visually, at first, I think I just wanted to be like Jim Morrison. I thought he was cool. I liked the enigmatic exterior. And I liked how he seemed to be um, projecting some mysteriousness. Um, now it's kind of different because Lords of October, we dress up and we have costumes and makeup. But surprisingly, we still do have some influences, of course. When you think of makeup, you think of Kiss, you think of the Misfits. And I'd say both of those play a part because when I was a kid, I would have joined Kiss or the Misfits. <laughs> so, you know, that, that holds a place. But in a not cheating way, it's probably Jim Morrison. And the, I did have a, a time or two where Joe Elliott crept in. <laughs> but overall, we'll say Jim Morrison. The, the most. And I grew out of it. You find yourself, you find who you are, and then you, you know, you make your own, you make your own thing after that. Um, so the second part is who influenced you the most sonically? And I'll take that as sound. Again, at the beginning, probably once again, Jim Morrison, because what I basically was doing was kind of a Jim Morrison impression vocally um, even lyrically when I first started although it was all from a place of 100% um, realness you know I wasn't fabricating things and I was trying to make songs that would um, stick to me things that I would care about and want to sing again but as far as you would say well that guy kind of sounds like Again, early on, it was probably Jim Morrison. But once again, you do those kind of things until you find your voice. And it's the same way. Now, as I've had a chance to kind of help shape the sounds of our of bands, um, it's pretty tough because sonically, I don't know that Lords of October can be kind of um, made to fit one like, who influences Lords of October sonically? There's so many. Uh, I'll say Anthrax again. Of course, the Misfits. The Beatles, surprisingly. But I think that's from... And the same thing was with Free Will. It's from a desire to experiment and not be held down to one type of genre. 
I don't like albums that all sound exactly the same. I like albums that have a continuity as far as the creativity goes, but I don't need every song to sound the same. So I kind of like that, and I would compare that to the Beatles. But sonically, you'd never hear Lords of October probably and think, oh, that sounds like the Beatles. So I don't know. Myself, I've had a lot of influences vocally. Bruce Dickinson, Jim Morrison, um, just tons of guys. But those are, you know, a couple of my favorites. Cat Stevens, which again, I don't know how that play comes into play with Lords of October, but it does. <laughs> so, oh wait, there's one more question here. And what is your all-time favorite food? <laughs> And I guess that would be a Big Mac, even though I haven't had one in about 10 years. Because they don't make gluten-free buns at McDonald's. So McDonald's, why don't you get on that? So I can have my Big Mac. And that that's it for this batch of questions. Um, That was really fun. And thank you to everybody that contributed a question. If I get enough questions, I'll come back and do a part two of this. And uh, if you have any podcast ideas, anything you think might be fun to hear about, um, just, you know... Drop me a line. Let me know. But thanks for listening. And uh, I hope you're staying safe out there. And again, this is a few days before Thanksgiving. So enjoy your holiday. However you celebrate it. And thank you very much.
Splendence 